0: I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast, and now a videocast as well. Now You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at kramerandbrill.com. That's the easiest way. See it right there at the bottom of your screen, kramerandbrill.com. We'll take a look at how we did for you, a look at this week's games, who's trending, our feature ask the quarterback, where each week we select a fan who writes in to ask Eric a fantasy football-related question. We'll bring that fan onto the video podcast to ask the question directly. And you can be that fan by simply emailing us at brillpro at gmail.com. That's brillpro at gmail.com. Again, you can see it right there on the bottom. Of your screen. So how did we do for you? Well, guys we loved and who had good days were Deshaun Watson, 344 yards, three touchdowns. Justin Herbert, 366 and three touchdowns versus the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, 311 and three touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger, 267, a pair of scores. Keenan Allen, 16 catches for 145 on the score. We like Kirk Cousins against the Cowboys, 314 yards and three touchdowns. Taysom Hill proved his worth, had 233 yards plus 51 rushing and two touchdowns. ESPN, has put him back as a quarterback instead of a tight end this week. So, Now, you had a one-week play for those of us who were smart enough to pick him up and start him at tight end this past week. Didn't help me much. I still lost, but he got 25 points for me. Dalvin Cook had 115 and a score. We love the Steeler receivers, and both Claypool and Deontay Johnson had good days. Johnson, 12 catches, 111 yards, but he failed to find the end zone. We liked Antonio Gibson again with 94 and a score. We liked Lamar Jackson. Eh, Well, we, we said he'd have another tough day, and he did. Just 186 yards, a pick, and one touchdown. Trending up this week, Taysom Hill, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Watson, Deontay Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Ryan Finley, P.J. Walker, and Robert Tanyan. Trending down this week, Joe Burrow, Tua, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Carson Wetz. So give me your thoughts on this week.
1: My thoughts as a, bear, a former Bear and a Bear fan, will take Taysom Hill as a <laughs> quarterback. And I'd start him every game. Uh, the guy came up with, like you said, 25 points. He's going to continue to do that. That to me is one of the bigger stories of this year is in the face of everybody thinking that it was going to be Jameis Winston starting in place of uh, the injured Drew Brees. It's Taysom Hill and Taysom Hill goes off just as you, you started him as a tight end. Great. Next week, start him as a quarterback. He's still going to be better than most of the people out there. Um, I'd say what stood out to me on the negative side is Lamar Jackson. What, the heck is going on here's the league's NFL MVP last year everybody projected him only to be better as young as he is and as young as he is in that offense and with all the weapons around him and yet what in the heck is going on in the last few weeks then you as you know you've got Carson Wentz where's he been all week I'm wondering that too all year he looked like he's holding on to the ball taking sacks he doesn't need to take missing throws that he normally would make And, uh, you know, and then you got the two turnarounds this year, right? So what's going to, who's going to win in this Belichick versus Brady. Now that they're on two different teams, it starts out looking like Belichick's going to be, have the upper hand because Brady has a slow start to the season. Then all of a sudden the roles reverse. Cam Newton, who thinks everybody's in the beginning of the year, including me, here's an MVP candidate. Then he hits the skids. Patriots can't win a game. All of a sudden the Bucs can't lose a game. And, I think that's a great story as it keeps to, you know, evolving. And again, those two teams keep going in separate directions. And then on the positive side, you got Sean Payton, who I mentioned earlier, I think probably made the most significant decision that anybody, any NFL coach has made this year. And that's starting Taysom Hill over what looked to be obviously Jameis Winston, who came in and had a great time playing for Drew Brees when he got injured. But then, you know, he pulled the end around and Sean Payton selected to go with uh, Taysom Hill and it paid off. And I think it'll continue to. And then Mike Vrabel with the Titans keeps showing up as a decision maker, playing great defense, keep giving Derrick Henry the ball. And then you got the Browns and Kevin Stefanski who quietly has taken a team that couldn't win a game. Now they have a hard time losing a game and Baker Mayfield is barely even a factor in all this he's just basically by limiting what Baker Mayfield is doing wrong and limiting his mistakes and now relying on great defense and a great running game even without uh the Miles Garrett last week they still had a bunch of pressures and sacks and still won the game easily so I think uh you know that's kind of my biggest takeaways from this this past week and then I guess the 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 combination of Kyler Murray and the weapons and the way he's getting the ball moved around in the passing game, running it himself. And then the marriage between him and Cliff Kingsbury, who nobody thought was going to have, including me, a positive effect as this team and the season goes on, obviously proved a lot of us wrong. And so I think the Cardinals are very much in the mix of getting into the playoffs within, I think the toughest division in football.
0: Well, you know, you, you hit on something that, uh, is right up my alley right now. And so, before we get to ask the quarterback, I get to ask the quarterback. I've got four quarterbacks now because Taysom Hill, and we're only allowed to have three. And that leaves me with Ben Roethlisberger, Deshaun Watson, who I'm keeping. And I want to keep Taysom Hill. And I think what I'm going to do, I can't trade uh, Carson Wentz, even though I paid a lot for him a few years ago, because the trade deadline's over. And I have to do a drop and swap, and I'm having a tough time getting that done. So, it looks like I'm probably, would you suggest I keep Taysom Hill and cut Carson Wentz?
1: Yes, I would keep that. I, I would exactly do that because look at their just at this time of the year. Okay, look at Taysom Hill's next three games Denver, Atlanta, who they just smoked, and Philadelphia. All three teams trending down, especially on defense. I t- I'd keep them, I'd keep them and play him at quarterback.
0: He's going to have a tough time playing over Ben, but uh,
1: I'll, uh I'm not. I, look, you have an emotional tie <laughs> to every Steeler. No, ever wait finished. a second, I get no. It.
0: no. No, even more than that, I've got two of my receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool. So the, the thing about the strategy is I get points for both. If Ben throws a pass to Claypool, I get double points. If-
1: Fantastic. I'm, not, I'm <laughs> saying you could start Joe Gillum or Terry Hanratty or anybody over a non-stealer. That's a given. Even if that person's no longer alive, you're taking them.
0: You got it. Now we come to our regular feature, Ask the Quarterback. Today we welcome in Danny Gura. Danny's from Southern California where he's a longtime fantasy football owner, longtime actor who appears on our regular network TV show, Superstore. Danny, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I'm very happy to be here. I love the show. Uh, Eric, a big fan of yours as well. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, big fantasy football guy. he have been playing for, geez, almost as long as I can remember now, since uh, since fantasy really kicked into high gear about uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, this year, not doing so well. I'm, I'm really middle of the pack, and I'm blaming a lot of that on my quarterback, my, uh, Lamar Alexander, who's really let me down a lot uh, this season, unfortunately. Um, I my, my question, Eric, if I may, to you, um, asking about quarterbacks that are out there now, now we've got Joe Burrow's injury, we've got all these different injuries that are going on here with quarterbacks I, I'm stuck. I'm, I, I, need a, I need a better quarterback out there. And I, I was lucky enough to, to, to swoop up on uh, on Justin, on, uh, on Herbert there from um, from San Diego. From San Diego, look at me. From Los Angeles. That's okay.
1: My relation uh, with the Chargers was in San Diego, too. So I'm good with that. <laughs> good. It's, I still can't get used to it. I live in L.A. Um, but are
2: there any hidden quarterbacks out there at this point, maybe on the free agent wire, that kind of could – sneak up in the end in the last couple of weeks and maybe kind of fulfill us uh, a need or a desperate need if, if needed, you know, uh, Daniel Jones or
0: someone?
1: Yeah, I, 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 uh, that's a great question. I think, uh, and you're not alone. Um, I'm guessing there's probably a lot of fantasy football general managers out there looking for a, a quarterback, a fill-in. And I think a guy that we, two guys that we've just been talking about uh, today, Baker Mayfield, not great numbers. Okay, but not no poor numbers. He doesn't show up at a game and throw three interceptions anymore. It's like one or none, mostly none. It might only, he might only throw for a couple hundred yards, but he might also have a couple of touchdown passes. Um, And I think another guy that we've been talking about is Taysom Hill. There's a guy that nobody's thinking about as a quarterback. And why not? I mean, he just, he's got, again, the same things that Drew Brees has had, he's got. Probably one of, if not the best play caller in the NFL and Sean Payton. Nothing but weapons all around him. And he's might, he might be the best of all of them himself. Because you get a quarterback that's going to rush for likely a touchdown or two a game. And you see him. He's explosive as a running. I mean, he's one of the better running backs on the field. Kind of like a Lamar Jackson.
0: He's fun so to watch. He too. be
1: replacing, right, Lamar Jackson with a better version of Lamar Jackson right now.
2: And the team certainly gathers around him. My, my fear is that would he last all the way, at least through, through fantasy playoffs? I mean,
1: we don't know I how don't, we... I don't know, but is that really what you're asking? Because maybe not. Well, no, I want to
2: get to the playoffs first. That's a good point. So
1: you got to get there. You got to get through next week. You know, like this, like in, the, in, in football or in sports in general, it's not... Like players, they don't think about it as a season. Coaches don't think about it as a season. They think about it as meeting to meeting practice to practice. And then we got a game on Sunday or Thursday or whatever it is. And so, you know, if you, at this time of the year, I would think about it in those terms, which is kind of the basis of your question was a lot of fantasy managers right now are going to have players at whether it's quarterback or any number of positions that are going to have injuries, COVID kicks in, who knows what an unexpected loss of a player. And then you got to fill someone in. And here's a couple of guys in my mind that aren't, Right now, brand name fantasy players. So whoever had Mayfield to start, got rid of him early, guaranteed. Taysom Hill, no one even picked up as a quarterback. But like Bob, picked him up early as a tight end. But now that he's going to be a quarterback, a lot of them, I guarantee you, are thinking about, do I start him or don't I? Well, depending, unless you got uh, Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, I would start him.
2: Yeah, it's been such a crazy year, and obviously, it's like you know, there are no answers for this particular year when everyone goes down and everyone's you know, injured or everyone's not prepared. You know, he's. How about you? You want to, you want to suit up for the Jets? You can still get your arm going, can't you?
1: <laughs> I would suit up to play against the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, that's, that's, too, like, easy. that's well, too easy. That's too easy. Well, I'm sorry. I'm 56 years old, so I gotta have. I gotta pick my poison here. But like the Jets or the Falcons, and again, back to Taysom Hill. As I mentioned before, here's his next three opponents: Denver, that defense; Atlanta, Philadelphia. I mean, if you're looking for playoffs, that's a guy that could potentially get you there at that position, anyway.
2: Yeah, and he certainly got weapons. I, I, if he was kind of healthy, Michael Thomas back. I mean, that's all you really need, anyway.
1: There you and, go. But but they've got obviously more than him. They got Camaro. Right. He had a touchdown, but barely any yards rushing.
0: So you had a question got, about uh, defenses, kickers on the waiver wire.
2: Oh, yeah, and I want to ask, since we're coming up to that uh, point also, um, as we get closer to the fantasy playoffs, of course, everything has to be readjusted to get to the playoffs and just get, get in there. Uh, what are your thoughts about... You know, not even being loyal to it because it's kickers and defenses. You're just riding the waiver wire and seeing who the matchups are each week at this point. Who's going to be a good kicker? I'll take, you know, Boswell this week and, and, and someone else next week and, and just see who the good matchups are, especially in the defenses. You know, is there something wrong with – what are your thoughts about riding the waiver wire and just seeing the matchups and playing whatever defenses might be out there each week?
1: Well, again, this is that time of the year where all the better defenses, and I'll give a nod to Bob Brill on this one, like the Steelers or the Rams, or some of the defenses that just don't let anybody in the end zone and cause turnovers and get sacks, there are, most of those, are, if not all of them, are eaten up right now. But the ones right. I think that ride a little bit under the radar right now would be the Cleveland Browns or the Tennessee Titans or the Miami Dolphins. There's, a, you know, you, you talk about everyone's – the rave was, the, you know, how great Tua was playing. No, he wasn't. It was their defense that was winning these games for them. Uh, it was Tua running the ball and making some key throws here and there, but it wasn't like he was lighting up the scoreboard. And it, it wasn't all him; it wasn't. He was coming out of any game with 300 yards and three touchdowns, not one. So I think there's three defenses I mentioned right there. I'll, I'll leave the kickers to Bob, but I think that the defenses right now, those three right now, fly under the radar for me and show up every week. The
2: Dolphins are having a good turnaround season now with their defense. You're absolutely right, and looking at their future opponents, it's actually not a bad idea.
0: On, on on your question about the kickers, I, I'm one of those guys too. That's like, okay, I I like to stay loyal, but at the same time, you got a couple of games left, and now you got to make those decisions. And if you're in a non-keeper league, it doesn't matter. You just go for it. If you're in a keeper league, that's a little different story. But even then, kickers change. You know. Um, teams change kickers like they change their uniforms, you know, they go to the throwbacks or whatever Uh, it's guys that you might want to look at right now are Gano because Gano has been kicking long field goals. And if your league uh, gives bonus points for longer field goals, that's a, that's a a definite plus. Uh, But you know, guys like, uh, I, I dropped Boswell a couple of weeks ago because he has a tendency at some points to get some years get inconsistent. It looks like that was going to happen. Uh, so I went and picked up uh, somebody else, but no, I think um, when it comes to kickers waiver wire is the way to go, especially for these next two weeks because of that. But again, you know, you have to look at stadiums, you have to look at, you know, uh, weather conditions with kickers, uh, all, all those things come into play. So if you really get deeply into it, well, that's where you want to go. Uh, and instead of just, you know, hey, OK, I'll take this guy because it looks like a good matchup. So answer your question, Dan.
2: That's great, guys. Thank you so much. You I, I really it. appreciate the help. I'm looking forward to the end of the season.
0: All right. Thanks, man. And, luck, man.
2: Uh,
0: well, thanks for coming on and uh, keep playing fantasy football.
2: <laughs> thanks for the advice, guys. Sounds great. Take care.
0: All right. Uh, remember, if you like to ask the quarterback, just email me at brillpro at gmail.com. And we'll select you and bring you in and put you on the show. And next week, and the email right there is on the bottom of your screen, brillpro at gmail.com. So let's get right to the games now. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, Texas at the Lions. You played on a couple of Thanksgiving games, didn't you,
1: when you I, were at the Lions? Well, I did. Yeah, I think there was uh, – well, one of the memories I have, we played uh, the Bears, actually. And this was oh. back in um, – I don't know, probably 91 or 92 or something. And uh, I remember making a little dump off throw to Barry Sanders, who goes off 40 or 50 yards with it. And then at the end of that play or at that, after that pass, I'm, uh, William refrigerator, Perry <laughs> who felt like a refrigerator was sitting on me. <laughs> I, I can feel
0: it coming right now.
1: <laughs> right. He had, he he does not move quick to begin with and he wasn't in any hurry to get up. So I just kind of sat there and, try to keep breathing as long as I could for the next play.
0: <laughs> My first Super Bowl that I covered was uh, the bears of the Patriots uh, back in 86. And when the bears had that fantastic team and I remember, um, you know, Walter Payton didn't get a chance to get a touchdown, but William the refrigerator Perry did. And uh, the fridge, it was just like, It was like everybody just kind of moved out of his way when he went through the line.
1: Well, no, kind of he moved them out of his way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You know, the Lions are a mess right now. The Texans seem to be willed by Deshaun Watson to move forward. I like Watson here as well as Fuller and the tight end Aikens. I I like no one on the Lions, but keep an eye on DeAndre Swift coming off the concussion protocol. That might make a change there.
1: Yeah, the two names I would throw out for the Lions would be DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson because he's still a guy that 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 is going to score touchdowns he had he was their leading receiver in this past game he didn't get into the end zone but as i've been saying all along they look for him and when i say they i really mean matt stafford and they've designed plays for him in the red zone and out in the field so i think he's a good option there obviously stafford did not have a good game last weekend but you know against the texans Um, Are they that good on defense to not play Matthew Stafford? I don't think they are. I think, as you said, the Lions are kind of a mess right now. So if you want to stay away from Stafford, okay, but I still think Hawkinson and potentially DeAndre Swift are good options. And then obviously Deshaun Watson, whoever he's throwing the ball to, is a great option.
0: Uh, Staying with Turkey Day, uh, Washington at the Cowboys. Now, we just got uh, word that uh, the Cowboys called an emergency situation due to COVID and a staff member. There's no details on this uh, when we tape this, which is Tuesday. So you really want to keep an eye on the NFL and ESPN for updates on that to see if there's any changes or if any players get uh, uh, put on a COVID list or anything. But the second T-Day game has a pretty good Washington club against a pretty terrible Dallas team. Although Zeke got 100 yards and a touchdown last week against Minnesota, we're not sure what to expect from him. Andy Dalton had a decent day that helps the run game but Washington City has had a good game against the Bengals Uh, it is the Bengals so we'll see you can't not start Zeke at this point I'm okay with the receivers here as well although I wouldn't expect big numbers on the Washington side uh I'm sold on Gibson and McLaurin
1: well and to go back to the Cowboys okay so they you know it doesn't matter who was playing quarterback for them this year they weren't winning and they were putting up numbers and points at least with Dak Prescott. And, but then even when Dalton played his first full game, they were terrible. Uh, At least it looks like now that he's back in, um, they can at least compete. And the Vikings obviously are a good team who they just beat. So uh, I think some of their offensive players starting with uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott um, and potentially um, Amari Cooper, are, you know, plays, uh, uh, fantasy football plays. Um, but I think Dalton, I still don't think he's going to grow into, at least not this year, um, a good fantasy starter just yet. And then Washington, as you mentioned, I think McLaurin and, uh, and Gibson are very good starts and it doesn't seem to matter who's playing quarterback for them, you know, and their defense started out strong. They've been kind of up and down since then. And, but I, I too would go with Gibson and McLaurin.
0: Ravens and Steelers. This is the Thursday night game. The annual battle between these two teams puts the Ravens in a position to be the first to beat Pittsburgh this season. They have the best opportunity if you look at the schedule. Now, this is a rivalry going back to when the Ravens were the Browns. And the last time out, Steelers got lucky, but the Ravens have been not good lately. But uh, throw that out the window in this game. I like the Steelers receivers here, but I also like the Ravens D, which will try hard to take them out of the game. And I also like Ben and Connor. Connor at least as a flex. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is a good bet to come out of his funk. He lost the game in the closing minutes the last time two played. That's going to be on his mind, you got to think. Uh, Dobbins is solid, as is Andrews and Steve.
1: When you mentioned Jackson uh, and his poor play, not just last week and not just the week against the Steelers, but it's been for several now the past few weeks. And that's one of the things I would mention is that even with guys that you think are, can't miss at whatever position they're playing, but especially quarterback, it can get in your head and confidence can sink in a hurry. Um, and I think right now, Lamar Jackson's in that category. I, he's someone that I'd be, I would potentially steer clear of and kind of like, as we talked about before, Taysom Hill right now is the better version of Lamar Jackson, to me anyway. Um, and I think the, the, the Ravens defense, who you mentioned, um, you know, Lamar Jackson has been the one taking all the heat for the Ravens as a team, but their defense has been getting smashed um, lately at, at will really and so I'm not sure sh- I, I kind of like this matchup with the, the Steelers offense and the running game even against the Ravens defense because they they've the Ravens defense hasn't been stellar either Um and I think the Steelers like you've kind of here you've been all along this is the best start to a season they've yeah. ever had in terms of numbers of wins Um and that also plays into a team's psychology and psyche. And so they go out, they walk into a game, they go through the week preparing as though, what are we gonna do after this next win? It's not like, are we gonna win? And and that's uh, I think that's a mindset that as you've now come to grow accustomed to offensively, they go into every game and you know, at least one or probably two receivers are gonna go off. Roethlisberger is gonna have a great game, not gonna make any mistakes. And the running game has got a good chance with James Conner of turning it out too, so I, I I like the Steelers in this game to win. I like the Steelers in a, in fantasy football terms to do well.
0: I like your way of thinking. Brian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> On Sunday, it's the Browns and Jaguars. Browns have seemed to have found themselves with Chuba and the defense leading the way. I also like Mayfield and Landry here against the hapless Jags who were destroyed by Pittsburgh last week. James Robinson is the only player for the Jags.
1: And again, I think that's been um, part of the theme that we've been talking about, or at least I have with the Browns, is how good they are, not just offensively, and they don't pass for a lot of yards, but, uh, but running the ball. It could be Chubb. Last week it wasn't, it was only Chubb and not Kareem Hunt, but the week before it was both of them. So you've got two of the better running backs. Uh, in the NFL playing on the same team behind a great offensive line. So the running game itself, whether it's Chubb and most likely will be, or Kareem Hunt together are going to be dominating. Their defense is a potential play for me. If, I, if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm playing that defense if I don't have a better one. And they are now a legitimate defense. And the Jaguars, they got the great matchup. The Browns are, you know, the Jaguars could not be any more, I guess, in the hole psychologically and physically Cause they're playing what their third quarterback yeah and uh and he's a rookie and and then you know they just i think everything matches up this sunday for the browns to do well win the game and come out ahead fantasy football wise
0: titans called some like it indie players here with a lot uh especially with Pittman ready for uh to prime time and taylor back in the fold along with the defense Eric Henry Corey Davis Tannehill who is pedestrian but solid are, are my picks I, I love Pittman here. I he's just gone off three weeks in a row now that he's playing, and I, I just think he's an outstanding guy. Uh, pick,
1: he, and he's and he's a local guy. I mean, he he went to high school right down the street from where I live. And oh, I didn't uh, know that. And, and yeah, I know it's USC. He well he yeah after later went to USC right, but uh, you know he's a bigger receiver and and he's got some athleticism, a lot of it actually, and um, you know I and I think it's. As we were talking about a few weeks ago, how Jonathan Taylor kind of hit the skids with some of the fumbling issues. All of a sudden, that's gone away. They're starting to rely on him now. He's got the speed to be an elite back um, in, in this league. And obviously, I think it's a great matchup between the Titans and the Colts. Derrick Henry is still being Derrick Henry. Corey Davis, don't forget about A.J. Brown. And Johnny Smith last week caught a touchdown. Even though he didn't get a lot of yards, he's still, he and A.J. Brown are still viable threats in the red zone. And I think Tannehill, who you mentioned was pedestrian and has been for a couple of weeks, as we all know, this, if you add up all of what he's done this year, he really hasn't had any down weeks and yet he's exploded at times. And so I think that's a a potential pick and play for people.
0: Giants-Bengals, uh, Giants coming off a bye, and the Bengals without Joe Burrow. And I definitely like Wayne Gallman here. I like T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd, and yes, A.J. Green, at least as a flex play. I'm not sold on quarterback Ryan Finley. And, uh, you know, the Bengals' mindset going forward without Joe Burrow.
1: That's going to be interesting because here's the guy, I was just talking about this with someone earlier today, that as a rookie, if you were, if you were Patrick Mahomes, You, this year, would take Joe Burrow's numbers. They're elite in this league, and he's doing it as a rookie. And he's not doing it behind a great offensive line. And he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. Let's take the Steelers, for example. The Bengals don't even come close to matching up with the Steelers in terms of offensive weapons. And yet Joe Burrow looks like he's been doing this his whole life, which he has, but he's been doing it at an elite level his whole life. And that's what's been impressive. And now you're right. How are they going to move on without him? Um, With Ryan Finley, that's not the same guy. Even though I'd love to say he is, because he did go to NC State, but he's not. um, He's not in Joe Burrow's class, and they don't have a lot of, um, you know, they don't have a great defense backing him up. If and whereas the Giants, you know, as you said, they're coming off a bye. Daniel Jones has been playing well at times, and they find ways to make games competitive. And I think Daniel Jones and the rest of that offense is going to have potentially a very good fantasy day because the Bengals have been so poor defensively.
0: Take a look at Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, this is, uh, the injury was uh, after the MRI was a lot worse than they originally thought it was. How does that guy recover from this? I mean, is this a, is he back next year or is that not even an option until the following year?
1: That's a good question. I think, um, it's late enough in the season that it could become an issue to play next year for him, at least to, at the beginning of the season. Um, it's funny how, not funny, but it, it's, uh, there's guys that I know that obviously I played back in the nineties and um, back then early in the early, my first year was 87. So back then, if a guy got a an, an torn ACL, um, you know, they didn't have nearly the medical advancements that they do now yeah. so you wouldn't a guy the question you asked would very much apply to someone who tore an ACL back then where is their career over yeah. not much less are they going to play next year and now you know you see these people like Adrian Peterson back in the 90s tore an ACL and was better than next year like that was the next year was his 2,000 yard season right so um you know I think Joe Burrow has a chance to come back sooner in that regard Uh, i don't think he'll miss the entire season but he may miss the beginning of the season
0: chargers at bills justin Herbert just keeps on rolling along and so does keenan allen uh lay off the running backs here well for the bills i'm good with allen Diggs, and singletary coming off a bye
1: well you know as some as uh, as i've been saying all along and I'm, i'm sure a lot of others have too that joe burrow was mostly in my mind, anyway, the only candidate for rookie of the year. And I started hearing lately some of these whispers or or people talking about Justin Herbert. Well, now that Joe's Burrow's hurt, a lot depends on how Justin Herbert is going to finish this season. And this is a great matchup, not in terms of, it's not an easy matchup, but it's a, it's a tough matchup, a challenging one, with the bills defense and the fact that their offense can score points. So this is a game. Now the chargers got over the hump by beating the jets and winning a game. Can they win against a very good team? They beat the Jets last week. Now they've got on the opposite end of the spectrum in the same division, the Bills, who are playing one of the better as one of the better teams in the league. And so, you know, like you said, Justin Herbert, I think, keeps rolling along. I think Keenan Allen, obviously coming off a game where he had what 15 or 16 catches and well over 100 yards, uh, is a good bet to maybe not come up with those same numbers, but again, be the leading receiver uh, for that team. And then obviously the Bills are. are solid on solid footing now that they've had a week to prepare as well i think you know josh allen and the rest of that crew stefan diggs and singletary uh, are all good options
0: raiders and falcons uh, tough to figure the falcons but for fantasy owners you have to love ridley but watch the injury wires on julio jones possible hammy slowing him down matt ryan solid last week we said we liked russell gage seven catches 58 yards solid we like him again i love car this week along with waller and aglor
1: well, to go back to the Falcons, here's now we're seeing we're, we're a little bit over halfway uh, past the, the or halfway past the past the halfway point in the season, and now you're seeing the effects where the Falcons up until now have had a, you know just a great offensive output, especially throwing the ball, but now you're starting to see the effects. Last week, anyway, for the Falcons, when you don't have a solid running game to rely on, um, and now. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan just starts getting hammered and sacked and they're they're throwing a lot of making a lot of desperation throws and having a lot a lot of long third and long yarded situations Um, and so for that reason um, someone at this point in the season if you have Matt Ryan and he is your starting quarterback okay maybe still continue to play him because it is a Raiders defense that is good but at this point not spectacular and the Falcons have a lot of offensive weapons, as you mentioned, Calvin Ridley and, um, and others. And Todd Gurley has had a, sort of an up and down, but somewhat solid season. And, but again, um, you know, hard to pick them to win this game. I would pick the Raiders, in fact, to win the game. But, uh, and as you said, you've got Derek Carr and Waller and Aguilar and Henry Ruggs and, and uh, the running Josh Jacobs. You've got a lot of weapons on both sides, but if who's going to win the game? I would pick the Raiders in this one, and I picked their, you know, Derek Carr-led offense to have more fantasy numbers as well. Yeah,
0: Niners at Rams. Niners coming off a bye with more injuries, than you can check a stick at. So I say lay off these guys. The Rams are a start. If you if you got them, start them, including Higby at tight end, who seems to have rebounded. And then of course uh, they they took apart the uh, played well against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other night as well.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, you know. I guess interesting, right? Because just a few weeks or a couple weeks before that, they got absolutely manhandled by the dolphins. Yeah. Again, another up and coming and maybe they've now arrived, I think, is it? Yeah, I think so too. And, but then here's a Niners defense that on paper looks to be great too. Um, But then, or actually the Rams, who is it they played last week? Um, And was it the, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, they, they had a, a fantastic output last week against oh the Buccaneers, who were supposed to be a great defense. And and then, you know, here the Niners are supposed to be another great defense. But I, I think the Rams, to me anyway, at this point in the season, have established themselves, not just offensively that they've done all year, but now defensively, they have the defense to match the offense. They've got the running game that helps the passing game. I like the Rams to win this game. They're at home. and I, And as always, I think, golf and the rest of that, uh, their playmakers offensively are going to have good days. Uh, Robert Woods is now having, you know, having some breakout weeks here, but, and they've got options. They've got a lot of options, I think, offensively and fantasy football wise.
0: Well, you know, talking about Saints and Broncos, we as we mentioned, we like Hill to continue to do good things. Seems to have uh, had a good rapport, by the way, with both Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, so I would play them as well. Denver remains an enigma, but maybe on the right path, both Lindsey and Gordon are rushing well and giving Locke a chance to connect as well. Now, he threw for 270, which was solid, even though no scores were involved, uh, but I, I can't recommend Locke at all.
1: Isn't it, isn't it funny how you can't uh, recommend uh, Drew Locke, but yet, we can recommend Taysom Hill. Who, I know. <laughs> by as young as he is, he's had many more starts uh, than Taysom Hill, but then Taysom Hill threw some unbelievable throws in, in last week's game. And uh, it's, I don't know, I, like I guess we've been saying, I think that's why Taysom Hill, to me, is a great pick um, as a quarterback now in fantasy football. And, um, you know, they've got, in addition to Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, they've got Jared Cook at tight end, who earlier in the year was having, you know, great games, scoring touchdowns, which is still a possibility, because every young quarterback, as we know, loves a great tight end in the red zone.
0: With the Chiefs of the Buccaneers, i got to go with Edwards Hillier, who uh, seems to have found his stride. I I like Tyreek Hill as well. On the Tampa Bay team, I, I like Gronk here, and I like Ronald Jones.
1: I'm not so sold on Brady this week. Um. Yeah, I I would ask you why not? Why not Brady? I
0: he just you know I, I just don't have a, a good feeling about him. I mean, especially right. with the Chiefs. You know, maybe he he steps it up for the Chiefs. I mean, you know, it just I just I don't know what it is about Brady this season. I mean, he's had yeah. some really great games. He's had some un, um Tom Brady like games. Right. And I just you know I I, I just can't get it get it in into my head that I would I would play him but like I said I I like Gronk cuz they still have that good connection and I like Ronald Jones but mm-hmm. I don't know I just can't can't buy Brady this week all right, I mean, he's
1: all right. A sell. well I I would say that one option one way to look at this is that the Chiefs really haven't slowed anybody down themselves defensively True. I mean they score a lot of points and you've got to throw the ball to keep up with them or or a, a combination of running the ball with the Buccaneers do well, as you mentioned uh, with Ronald Jones, and then you've got uh, Brady, who I didn't believe in earlier in the year, but he's to me come around and put up some spectacular games. And I think for that reason, they're going to have to score to keep up with the Chiefs, and that's why Brady and and some of the receivers he's got to me make sense along with Ronald Jones, and um, you know Edward Hilaire going on the other side, the Chiefs, yeah, him and Tyreek Hill and you know, who don't they have that you might want to play and McCall Hardman and, and the rest, and obviously um, uh, Travis Kelsey. So there's some, um, you know, there's some good options to me on both sides of the ball here in terms of fantasy, in terms of who wins this game. Now we'll really see, are the Buccaneers really for real? And this is a game now with the Chiefs only having lost so far to the Raiders and nearly twice, but only once that did happen. Now can the Buccaneers be that team to kind of elevate themselves and get up into, are they really for real? Are they really not only a playoff team, but are they a Super Bowl contender? They look to be, but this would be the game that they have to step up and win to prove that.
0: So you're looking for Brady uh, due to volume more than anything else?
1: Well, I think that, yeah, I think they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. I think they're also going to have to, no one slowed their running game down. So they're gonna to have to continue to do that. They had, he, Brady and any quarterback really when you got to run a running game like that is gonna be effective off of play action. And uh, as you mentioned, that's where Rob Gronkowski shows up in the red zone and off of play action. So, um, you know, I, I think this is gonna be a game I'm gonna watch because I wanna see are the Buccaneers, have they really turned the corner like they look to have? You know, and this is a game again we know that everybody knows the Chiefs are, are a Super Bowl caliber team, loaded. Well, if the Buccaneers are going to get into that conversation, this is a game that they have to win.
0: I'm Bob Grill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Grill, a fantasy football podcast, and now a videocast as well. Now, you can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, you can also see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Grill YouTube channel. Or by finding the links for all this at kramerandbrill.com. That's the easiest way. See it right there at the bottom of your screen, kramerandbrill.com. We'll take a look at how we did for you, a look at this week's games, who's trending, our feature asks the quarterback where each week we select a fan who writes in to Ask Eric a fantasy football-related question. We'll bring that fan onto the video podcast to ask the question directly. And you can be that fan by simply emailing us at brillpro at gmail.com. That's brillpro at gmail.com. Again, you can see it right there on the bottom of your screen. So how did we do for you? Well, guys we loved and who had good days were Deshaun Watson, 344 yards, three touchdowns. Justin Herbert, 366 and three touchdowns versus the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, 311 and three touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger, two 267 a pair of scores. Keenan Allen, 16 catches for 145 on the score. We like Kirk Cousins against the Cowboys, 314 yards and three touchdowns. Taysom Hill proved his worth, had 233 yards plus 51 rushing and two touchdowns. ESPN has put him back as a quarterback instead of a tight end this week. So, now, he had a one-week play for those of us who were smart enough to pick him up and start him at tight end this past week. Didn't help me much. I still lost, but he got 25 points for me. Dalvin Cook had 115 and a score. We love the Steeler receivers, and both Claypool and Deontay Johnson had good days. Johnson, 12 catches, 111 yards, but he failed to find the end zone. We liked Antonio Gibson again with 94 and a score. We liked Lamar Jackson. Eh, well, we, we said he'd have another tough day, and he did. Just 186 yards, a pick, and one touchdown. Trending up this week, Taysom Hill, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Watson, Deontay Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Ryan Finley, P.J. Walker, and Robert Tanyan. Trending down this week, Joe Burrow, Tua, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Carson Wetz. So give me your thoughts on this week.
1: My thoughts as a, bear, a former Bear and a Bear fan, will take Taysom Hill as a quarterback, <laughs> and I'd start him every game. Uh, the guy came up with, like you said, 25 points. He's going to continue to do that. That to me is one of the bigger stories of this year. Is in the face of everybody thinking that it was going to be Jameis Winston starting in place of uh, the injured Drew Brees, it's Taysom Hill, and Taysom Hill goes off. Just as you you started him as a tight end, great. Next week, start him as a quarterback. He's still going to be better than most of the people out there. Um, I'd say what stood out to me on the negative side is Lamar Jackson. What the heck is going on here's the league's NFL MVP last year everybody projected him only to be better as young as he is and as young as he is in that offense and with all the weapons around him and yet what in the heck is going on in the last few weeks then you as you know you've got Carson Wentz where's he been all week he oh God, like I'm he's wondering that too all year he looked like he's holding on to the ball taking sacks he doesn't need to take missing throws that he normally would make and uh, you know, I, I and then you got the two turnarounds this year, right? So what's gonna who's gonna win in this Belichick versus Brady now that they're on two different teams? It starts out looking like Belichick's gonna be have the upper hand because Brady has a slow start to the season. Then all of a sudden the role's reverse. Cam Newton, who thinks everybody's in the beginning of the year, including me, here's an MVP candidate. Then he hits the skids. Patriots can't win a game. All of a sudden the Bucks can't lose a game. And I think that's a great story as it keeps to you know evolving. And again, those two teams keep going in separate directions. And then on the positive side, you got Sean Payton, who I mentioned earlier. I think probably made the most significant decision that anybody, any NFL coach has made this year, and that's starting Taysom Hill over what looked to be obviously Jameis Winston, who came in and had a great time playing for Drew Brees when he got injured. But then you know, he pulled the end around and Sean Payton selected to go with uh, Taysom Hill and it paid off. And I think it'll continue to. And then Mike Vrabel with the Titans keeps showing up as a decision maker, playing great defense, keep giving Derrick Henry the ball. And then you got the Browns and Kevin Stefanski who quietly has taken a team that couldn't win a game. Now they have a hard time losing a game and Baker Mayfield is barely even, a factor in all this he's just basically by limiting what Baker Mayfield is doing wrong and limiting his mistakes and now relying on great defense and a great running game even without uh the Miles Garrett last week they still had a bunch of pressures and sacks and still won the game easily so I think uh you know that's kind of my biggest takeaways from this this past week and then I guess the 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 combination of Kyler Murray and the weapons and the way he's getting the ball moved around in the passing game, running it himself. And then the marriage between him and Cliff Kingsbury, who nobody thought was going to have, including me, a positive effect as this team and the season goes on, obviously proved a lot of us wrong. And so I think the Cardinals are very much in the mix of getting into the playoffs within, I think, the toughest division in football.
0: Well, you know, you, you hit on something that, uh, is right up my alley right now and so before we get to ask the quarterback I get to ask the quarterback I've got four quarterbacks now because Taysom Hill and we're only allowed to have three and that leaves me with Ben roethlisberger Deshaun Watson who I'm keeping and I want to keep Taysom Hill and I think what I'm going to do I can't trade uh Carson Wentz even though I paid a lot for him a few years ago because the trade deadline's over and I have to do a drop and swap and I'm having a tough time getting that done so it looks like I'm probably would you suggest I keep Taysom Hill and cut Carson Wentz
1: Yes, I would keep that. I, I would exactly do that because look at their just at this time of the year. Okay, look at Taysom Hill's next three games Denver, Atlanta, who they just smoked, and Philadelphia. All three teams trending down, especially on defense. I t- I'd keep them, I'd keep them and play him a quarterback.
0: He's going to have a tough time playing over Ben, but
1: uh, I'll, uh I'm not. I, look, you have an emotional tie <laughs> to every Steeler. who's no, wait a second. It. I get no, it.
0: no. No, even more than that, I've got two of my receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool. So the, the thing about the strategy is I get points for both. If Ben throws a pass to Claypool, I get double points. If-
1: Fantastic. I'm not, I'm <laughs> saying you could start Joe Gillam or Terry Hanratty or anybody <laughs> over a non-stealer. That's a given. Even if that person's no longer alive, you're taking them.
0: You got it. Now we come to our regular feature, Ask the Quarterback. Today we welcome in Danny Gura. Danny's from Southern California, where he's a longtime fantasy football owner, longtime actor who appears on our regular network TV show, Superstore. Danny, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I'm very happy to be here. I love the show. Uh, Eric, a big fan of yours as well. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, big fantasy football guy. been playing for, geez, almost as long as I can remember now, since uh, since fantasy really kicked into high gear about uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, this year, not doing so well. I'm I'm really middle of the pack, and I'm blaming a lot of that on my quarterback, my uh, Lamar Alexander, who's really let me down a lot uh, this season, unfortunately. Um, I my my question, Eric, if I may, to you, um, asking about quarterbacks that are out there now. Now we got Joe Burrow's injury. We've got all these different injuries that are going on here with quarterbacks. I, I'm stuck. I'm, I, I, need a, I need a better quarterback out there. And I, I was lucky enough to, to, to swoop up on uh, on, Justin, on, uh, on Herbert there from um, from San Diego. From San Diego, look at me. From Los Angeles.
1: That's okay. My uh, nation with the Chargers was in San Diego, too. So I'm good with that. <laughs> good. It's, I still can't get used to them. They live in L.A. Um, but are
2: there any hidden quarterbacks out there at this point, maybe on the free agent wire, that kind of could – sneak up in the end in the last couple of weeks and maybe kind of fulfill us uh, a need or a desperate need if, if needed, you know, uh, Daniel Jones or
0: someone?
1: Yeah, I, I, I uh, that's a great question. And I think uh, – and you're not alone. Um, I'm guessing there's probably a lot of fantasy football general managers out there looking for a, a quarterback, a fill-in. And I think a guy that we – two guys that we've just been talking about uh, today, Baker Mayfield not great numbers okay but not no poor numbers he doesn't show up at a game and throw three interceptions anymore it's like one or none mostly none it might only he might only throw for a couple hundred yards but he might also have a couple touchdown passes um and i think another guy that we've been talking about is Taysom hill there's a guy that nobody's thinking about as a quarterback and why not i mean he just he's got again the same things that drew Brees has had he's got probably one of if not the best play caller in the nfl and sean payton nothing but weapons all around him and he's might he might be the best of all of them himself because you get a quarterback that's going to rush for likely a touchdown or two a game and you see him he's explosive as a running i mean he's one of the better running backs on the field kind of like a lamar jackson he's fun so to watch to be too. replacing right lamar jackson with a better version of Lamar Jackson right now.
2: And the team certainly gathers around him. My, my fear is that would he last all the way, at least through, through fantasy playoffs? I mean,
1: we don't know I how don't, we... I don't know, but is that really what you're asking? Because maybe not. No, I
2: want to get to the playoffs first. That's a good point. You got,
1: you got to get there. You got to get through next week. You know, like this, like in, the, in, in football or in sports in general, it's not... Like players, they don't think about it as a season. Coaches don't think about it as a season. They think about it as... Meeting to meeting, practice to practice, and then we got a game on Sunday or Thursday or whatever it is. And so, you know, if you, at this time of the year, I would think about it in those terms, which is kind of the basis of your question. Was a lot of fantasy managers right now are going to have players at whether it's quarterback or any number of positions that are going to have injuries, COVID kicks in, who right. knows what, an unexpected loss of a player, and then you got to fill someone in. And here's a couple guys in my mind that aren't. Right now, brand name fantasy players. So whoever had Mayfield to start, got rid of him early, guaranteed. Taysom Hill, no one even picked up as a quarterback. But like Bob, picked him up early as a tight end. But now that he's going to be a quarterback, a lot of them, I guarantee you, are thinking about, do I start him or don't I? Well, depending, unless you got uh, Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, I would start him.
2: Yeah, it's been such a crazy year, and obviously, it's like you know, there are no answers for this particular year when everyone goes down and everyone's you know, injured or everyone's not prepared. You know, use, how about you? You want to you want to suit up for the Jets? See, you can still get your arm going, can't you?
1: <laughs> I would suit up to play against the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, that's, that's too I'm, easy. That's okay. too easy. Well, I'm sorry, I'm 56 years old, so I gotta have I gotta pick my poison here. But like the Jets or the Falcons, and again, back to Taysom Hill. As I mentioned before, here's his next three opponents Denver, that defense, Atlanta, Philadelphia. I mean, if you're looking for playoffs, that's a guy that could potentially get you there at that position, anyway.
2: Yeah, and he certainly got weapons. I, I, if he's got a healthy Michael Thomas back, I mean, that's all you really need anyway.
1: There you and, go. But, but they've got obviously more than him. They got Kamara, who right. even, he had a touchdown, but barely any yards rushing.
0: So, you yeah, had a question got, about uh, defenses, kickers on the waiver wire?
2: Oh, yeah, and I want to ask, since we're coming up to that uh, point also, um, as we get closer to the fantasy playoffs, of course, everything has to be readjusted to get to the playoffs and just get get in there. What are your thoughts about... You know, not even being loyal to it because it's kickers and defenses. It's just riding the waiver wire and seeing who the matchups are each week at this point. Who's going to be a good kicker? I'll take, you know, Boswell this week and, and, and someone else next week and, and just see who the good matchups are, especially in the defenses. You know, is there something wrong with – what are your thoughts about riding the waiver wire and just seeing the matchups and playing whatever defenses might be out there each week?
1: Well, again, this is that time of the year where all the better defenses, and I'll give a nod to Bob Brill on this one, like the Steelers or the Rams, or some of the defenses that just don't let anybody in the end zone and cause turnovers and get sacks, there are, most of those, are, if not all of them, are eating up right now. But the ones right. I think that ride a little bit under the radar right now would be the Cleveland Browns or the Tennessee Titans or the Miami Dolphins. There's, a, you know, you, you talk about everyone's, the rave was, the, you know, how great Tua was playing. No, he wasn't. It was their defense that was winning these games for them. Uh, it was Tua running the ball and making some key throws here and there, but it wasn't like he was lighting up the scoreboard, and it, it wasn't all him. It wasn't. He was coming out of any game with 300 yards and three touchdowns, not one, so I think there's three defenses I mentioned right there. I'll, I'll leave the kickers to Bob, but I think that the defenses right now, those three right now, fly under the radar for me and show up every week. And
2: Dolphins are having a, a good turnaround season now with their defense. You're absolutely right. And looking at their future opponents, it's action, actually not a bad idea.
0: On 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 your question about the kickers, I I'm one of those guys too that's like, okay, I, I like to stay loyal, but at the same time, you got a couple of games left and now you gotta make those decisions. And if you're in a non-keeper league, it doesn't matter. You just go for it. If you're in a keeper league, that's a little different story. But even then, kickers change, you know, um, teams change kickers like they change their uniforms, you know, they go to the throwbacks or whatever uh, it's guys that you might want to look at right now are Gano because Gano has been kicking long field goals. And if your league uh, gives bonus points for longer field goals, that's a, that's a, a definite plus. Uh, but you know, guys like, Uh, I I dropped Boswell a couple of weeks ago because he has a tendency at some points to get some years get inconsistent. It looks like that was going to happen. So I went and picked up uh, somebody else, but no, I think um, when it comes to kickers waiver wire is the way to go, especially for these next two weeks because of that. But again, you know, you have to look at stadiums. You have to look at, you know, uh, weather conditions with kickers. Uh, all, all those things come into play. So if you really get deeply into it, well, that's where you want to go uh, and instead of just, you know, hey, okay, I'll take this guy because it looks like a good matchup. So, Answer your question, Dan?
2: That's great, guys. Thank you so much. You I, I really it. appreciate the help. I'm looking forward to the end of the season.
0: All right. Thanks, man. And, luck, Dan. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, and uh, keep playing fantasy football.
2: <laughs> thanks for the advice, guys. Sounds great. Take care.
0: All right. Uh, remember, if you like to ask the quarterback, just email me at brillpro at gmail.com and we'll select you and bring you in and put you on the show. And next week, and the email right there is on the bottom of your screen, brillpro at gmail.com. So let's get right to the games now. Thursday, Thanksgiving day, Texas at the Lions. You played on a couple of Thanksgiving games, didn't you?
1: When you were I, at the Lions? Well, I did. Yeah. I think there was, uh, well, one of the memories I have, we played uh, the Bears actually, and this oh. was back in, um, I don't know, probably ninety one or ninety two or something, and uh, I remember making a little dump off throw to Barry Sanders, who goes off forty or fifty yards with it. And then at the end of that play, or at that after that pass, I'm uh, uh, William Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> who felt like a refrigerator. Was sitting <laughs> under me. <laughs> I can I, I can feel
0: it coming right now.
1: <laughs> right, he had he he doesn't move quick to begin with, and he wasn't in any hurry to get up. So I just kind of sat there and. Tried to keep breathing as long as I could for get to go to the next play.
0: <laughs> My first Super Bowl that I covered was uh, the Bears of the Patriots uh, back in '86, and when the Bears had that fantastic team. And I remember, um, you know, Walter Payton didn't get a chance to get a touchdown, but William the Refrigerator Perry did. And uh, the fridge, it was just like. It was like everybody just kind of moved out of his way when he went through. the. Line. Well,
1: no, kind of he moved them out of his way.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You <laughs> know, the Lions are a mess right now. And the Texans seem to be willed by Deshaun Watson to move forward. I like Watson here as well as Fuller and the tight end Akins. I-, I like no one on the Lions, but keep an eye on DeAndre Swift coming off the concussion protocol. That might make a change there.
1: Yeah, the two names I would throw out for the Lions would be DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson because he's still a guy yeah. that – that, that is going to score touchdowns. He, had, he was their leading receiver in this past game. He didn't get into the end zone, but as I've been saying all along, they look for him. And when I say they, I really mean Matt Stafford, and they've designed plays for him in the red zone and out in the field. So I think he's a good option there. Obviously, Stafford did not have a good game last weekend, but you know, against the Texans, um, are they that good on defense to not play Matthew Stafford? I don't think they are. No. I think, as you said, the Lions are kind of a mess right now. So if you want to stay away from Stafford, okay. But I still think Hawkinson and potentially DeAndre Swift are good options. And then obviously Deshaun Watson, whoever he's throwing the ball to, is a great option.
0: Staying with Turkey Day, uh, Washington at the Cowboys. Now, we just got uh, word that the Cowboys called an emergency situation due to COVID and a staff member. There's no details on this uh, when we tape this, which is Tuesday. So you really want to keep an eye on the NFL and ESPN For updates on that to see if there's any changes or if any players get uh, uh, put on a COVID list or anything. But the second T-Day game has a pretty good Washington club against a pretty terrible Dallas team. Although Zeke got 100 yards and a touchdown last week against Minnesota, we're not sure what to expect from him. Andy Dalton had a decent day that helps the run game, but Washington City has had a good game against the Bengals it is the Bengals. So we'll see. You Can't not start Zeke at this point. I'm okay with the receivers here as well. Although I wouldn't expect big numbers on the Washington side. uh, I'm sold on Gibson and McLaurin.
1: Well, and to go back to the Cowboys. Okay. So they, you know, it doesn't matter who was playing quarterback for them this year, they weren't winning and they were putting up numbers and points at least with Dak Prescott. And, but then even when Dalton played a f- his first full game, they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, at least it looks like now that he's back in, um, they can at least compete. And the Vikings obviously are a good team where they just beat. So uh, I think some of their offensive players starting with uh, uh, Zico Elliott um, and potentially um, Amari Cooper are, you know, plays, uh, fancy football plays. Um, but I think... Dalton, I still don't think he's going to grow into, at least not this year, um, a good fantasy starter just yet. And then Washington, as you mentioned, I think McLaurin and, uh, and Gibson are very good starts. And it doesn't seem to matter who's playing quarterback for them. You know, when their defense started out strong, they've been kind of up and down since then. And, but I, I, too, would go with Gibson and McLaurin.
0: Ravens and Steelers, this is the Thursday night game. The annual battle between these two teams puts the Ravens in a position be the first to beat Pittsburgh this season. They have the best opportunity if you look at the schedule. Now, this is a rivalry going back to when the Ravens were the Browns. And the last time out, Steelers got lucky. But the Ravens have been not good lately. But uh, throw that out the window in this game. I like the Steelers receivers here, but I also like the Ravens' D, which will try hard to take them out of the game. And I also like Ben and Connor. Connor, at least, is a flex. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is a good bet to come out of his funk. He lost the game in the closing minutes the last time the two played. That's going to be on his mind, you got to think. Uh, Dobbins is solid as is Andrews and Steve
1: when you mentioned Jackson uh, and his poor play not just last week and not just the week against the Steelers but it's been for several now the past few weeks and that's one of the things I would mention is that even with guys that you think are can't miss at whatever position they're playing but especially quarterback it can get in your head and confidence can sink in a hurry Um, and I think right now Lamar Jackson's in that category i He's someone that I'd be, I would potentially steer clear of, and kind of like as we talked about before, Taysom Hill right now is the better version of Lamar Jackson to me anyway, um, and I think the, the the Ravens defense, who you mentioned, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's been the one taking all the heat for the Ravens as a team, but their defense has been getting smashed um, lately at, at will, really, and so I'd not, I kind of like this matchup with the, the Steelers offense and the running game even against the Ravens defense because they—they the Ravens defense hasn't been stellar either. Um, and I think the Steelers like you've kind of, here you've been all along, this is the best start to a season they've ever had in terms of numbers of wins. Um, and that also plays into a team's psychology and psyche. And so they go out, they walk into a game, they go through the week preparing as though what are we gonna do after this next win? It's not like, are we gonna win? And and that's uh, I think that's a mindset that, as you've now come to grow accustomed to offensively, they go into every game and you know, at least one or probably two receivers are going to go off. Roethlisberger is going to have a great game, not going to make any mistakes, and the running game has got a good chance with James Conner, of turning it out too. So I I I like the Steelers in this game to win. I like the Steelers in a, in fantasy football terms to do well.
0: I like your way of thinking. About it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You're
0: welcome. laughs> On Sunday, it's the Browns and Jaguars. Browns have seemed to have found themselves with Chubb and the defense leading the way. I also like Mayfield and Landry here against the hapless Jags who were destroyed by Pittsburgh last week. James Robinson is the only player for the Jags.
1: And again, I think that's been um, part of the theme that we've been talking about, or at least I have with the Browns, is how good they are, not just offensively, and they don't pass for a lot of yards, but, but running the ball. It could be Chubb. Last week, it wasn't. It was only Chubb, but not Kareem Hunt. But the week before, it was both of them. So you've got two of the better running backs uh, in the NFL playing on the same team behind a great offensive line. So the running game itself, whether it's Chubb and most likely will be or Kareem Hunt together, are going to be dominating. Their defense is a potential play for me. If I if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm playing that defense if I don't have a better one. And they are now a legitimate defense. And the Jaguars, they got the great matchup. The Browns are, you know, the Jaguars could not be any more, I guess, in the hole psychologically and physically because they're playing, what, their third quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, and he's a rookie. And and then, you know, they just – I think everything matches up this Sunday for the Browns to do well, win the game, and come out ahead fantasy football-wise.
0: Titans is called some like an indie players here with a lot, uh, especially with Pittman ready for uh, – to prime time and Taylor back in the fold along with the defense Eric Henry Corey Davis Tannehill who is pedestrian but solid are, are my picks I, I I love Pittman here I he, he's just gone off three weeks in a row now that he's playing and I, I just think he's an outstanding uh, pick
1: he, and he's and he's a local guy I mean he he went to high school right down the street from where I live and well, I didn't uh, know that. And, and yeah I know it's USC he, well he yeah after later went to USC right but uh you know He's a bigger receiver, and, and he's got some athleticism, a lot of it, actually. And, um, you know, I, and I think it's, as we were talking about a few weeks ago, how Jonathan Taylor kind of hit the skids with some of the fumbling issues. All of a sudden, that's gone away. They're starting to rely on him now. He's got the speed to be an elite back um, in, in this league. And obviously, I think it's a great matchup between the Titans and the Colts. Derrick Henry is still being Derrick Henry, Corey Davis. Don't forget about A.J. Brown and Johnny Smith last week caught a touchdown. Even though he didn't get a lot of yards, he's still, he and A.J. Brown are still viable threats in the red zone. And I think Tannehill, who you mentioned, was pedestrian and has been for a couple of weeks. As we all know, this if you add up all, all of what he's done this year, he really hasn't had any down weeks. And yet he's exploded at times. And so I think that's a, a potential pick and play for people.
0: Giants-Bengals, uh, Giants coming off a bye, and the Bengals without Joe Burrow. And I definitely like Wayne Gallman here. I like T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd, and yes, A.J. Green, at least as a flex play. I'm not sold on quarterback Ryan Finley. And, uh, you know, the Bengals' mindset going forward without Joe Burrow.
1: That's going to be interesting because here's the guy – I was just talking about this with someone earlier today that as a rookie, if you were, if you were Patrick Mahomes – You, this year, would take Joe Burrow's numbers. They're elite in this league, and he's doing it as a rookie. And he's not doing it behind a great offensive line. And he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. Let's take the Steelers, for example. The Bengals don't even come close to matching up with the Steelers in terms of offensive weapons. And yet Joe Burrow looks like he's been doing this his whole life, which he has, but he's been doing it at an elite level his whole life. And that's what's been impressive. And now you're right. How are they going to move on without him Um, with Ryan Finley? That's not the same guy, even though I'd love to say he is because he did go to NC State, but he's not um, he's not in Joe Burrow's class and they don't have a lot of, um, you know, they don't have a great defense backing him up if and whereas the Giants, you know, as you said, they're coming off a bye. Daniel Jones has been playing well at times and they find ways to make games competitive And I think Daniel Jones and the rest of that offense is going to have potentially a very good fantasy day because the Bengals have been so poor defensively.
0: Take a look at Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, this is, uh, the injury was uh, after the MRI was a lot worse than they originally thought it was. How does that guy recover from this? I mean, is this a, is he back next year or is that not even an option until the following year?
1: That's a good question. I think, um, It's late enough in the season that it could become an issue to play next year for him, at least at the beginning of the season. Um, It's funny how, not funny, but it's, uh, there's guys that I know that obviously I played back in the nineties. And um, back then, early in the early, my first year was 87. So back then, if a guy got a torn ACL, um, you know, they didn't have nearly the medical advancements that they do now yeah so you wouldn't a guy the question you asked would very much apply to someone who tore an ACL back then where is their career over yeah. not much less are they going to play next year and now you know you see these people like Adrian Peterson back in the 90s tore an ACL and was better than next year like that was the next year was his 2,000 yard season right so um you know I think Joe Burrow has a chance to come back sooner in that regard Uh, i don't think he'll miss the entire season but he may miss the beginning of the season
0: Chargers at bills justin herbert just keeps on rolling along and so does keenan allen uh lay off the running backs here well for the bills i'm good with allen Diggs, and singletary coming off a bye
1: well you know as some as uh, as i've been saying all along and I'm, i'm sure a lot of others have too that joe burrow was mostly in my mind, anyway, the only candidate for rookie of the year. And I started hearing lately some of these whispers or, or people talking about Justin Herbert. Well, now that the Burrow's hurt, a lot depends on how Justin Herbert is gonna finish this season. And this is a great matchup, not in terms of, it's not an easy matchup, but it's a, it's a tough matchup, a challenging one with the Bills defense and the fact that their offense can score points. So this is a game, now the Chargers got over the hump by beating the Jets and winning a game can they win against a very good team? They beat the Jets last week. Now they've got on the opposite end of the spectrum in the same division, the Bills, who are playing one of the better as one of the better teams in the league. And so, you know, like you said, Justin Herbert, I think, keeps rolling along. I think Keenan Allen, obviously coming off a game where he had what 15 or 16 catches and well over 100 yards, uh, is a good bet to maybe not come up with those same numbers, but again, be the leading receiver uh, for that team. And then obviously the Bills are. are Solid on solid footing now that they've had a week to prepare as well. I think you know, Josh Allen and the rest of that crew, Stefan Diggs and Singletary, uh, are all good options.
0: Raiders at Falcons, uh, tough to figure the Falcons, but for fantasy owners, you have to love Ridley. But watch the injury wires on Julio Jones, possible hammy slowing him down. Matt Ryan, solid last week. We said we liked Russell Gage, seven catches, 58 yards, solid. We like him again. I love Carr this week, along with Waller and Aglor.
1: Well, to go back to the Falcons here's now we're seeing we're we're a little bit over halfway, uh, past the, the, halfway past the past the halfway point in the season. And now you're seeing the effects where the Falcons up until now have had you know, just a great offensive output, especially throwing the ball. But now you're starting to see the effects last week anyway, for the Falcons, when you don't have a solid running game to rely on. Um, and now, uh, Uh, Matt Ryan just starts getting hammered and sacked and they're, they're throwing a lot of making a lot of desperation throws and having a lot, a lot of third and long yarded situations. Um, And so for that reason, um, someone at this point in the season, if you have Matt Ryan and he is your starting quarterback, okay, maybe still continue to play him because it is a Raiders defense that is good, but at this point, not spectacular and the Falcons have a lot of offensive weapons, as you mentioned, Calvin Ridley and, um, and others. And Todd Gurley has had a, sort of an up and down, but somewhat solid season. And, but again, um, you know, hard to pick them to win this game. I would pick the Raiders, in fact, to win the game. But, uh, and as you said, you've got Derek Carr and Waller and Aguilar and Henry and Ruggs and, and uh, the, the running Josh Jacobs. You've got a lot of weapons on both sides, but if who's going to win the game? I would pick the Raiders in this one, and I picked their, you know, Derek Carr-led offense to have more fantasy numbers as well. Yeah,
0: Niners at Rams. Niners coming off a bye with more injuries, than you can check a stick at. So I say lay off these guys. The Rams are a start. If you if you got them, start them, including Higby at tight end, who seems to have rebounded. And then of course uh, they they took apart the uh, played well against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other night as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you know. I guess interesting, right? Because just a few weeks or a couple weeks before that, they got absolutely manhandled by the dolphins. Yeah. Again, another up and coming and maybe ha- they've now arrived, I think, is it? Yeah. Defense. I think so too. And, but then here's a Niners defense that on paper looks to be great too. Um, but then, or actually the Rams, the who was it they played last week? Um, and was it the, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, they, they had a, a fantastic output last week against, oh, the Buccaneers, who were supposed to be a great defense. And and then, you know, here the Niners are supposed to be another great defense. But I, I think the Rams, to me anyway, at this point in the season, have established themselves not just offensively that they've done all year, but now defensively they have the defense to match the offense. They've got the running game that helps the passing game. I like the Rams to win this game. They're at home. And, I, and as always, I think golf and – the rest of that, uh, their playmakers offensive are going to have good days. Uh, Robert Woods is now having, you know, having some breakout weeks here. But, and they've got options. They've got a lot of options, I think, offensively and fantasy football-wise.
0: Well, you know, talking about Saints and Broncos, as we mentioned, we like Hill to continue to do good things. Seems to have uh, had a good rapport, by the way, with both Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, so I would play them as well. Denver remains an enigma, but maybe on the right path, both Lindsey and Gordon are rushing well, and giving Locke a chance to connect as well. Now, he threw for 270, which was solid, even though no scores were involved, Uh, but I I can't recommend Locke at all.
1: Isn't it it funny how you can't uh, recommend uh, Drew Locke, but yet we can recommend Taysom Hill. Who, I know. <laughs> by as young as Newlock is, he's had many more starts uh, than Taysom Hill, but then Taysom Hill threw some unbelievable throws in, in last week's game. And uh, it's, I don't know, I, like I guess we've been saying, I think that's why Taysom Hill, to me, is a great pick um, as a quarterback now in fantasy football. And, um, you know, they've got, in addition to Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, they've got Jared Cook at tight end, who earlier in the year was having, you know, great games, scoring touchdowns, which is still a possibility, because every young quarterback, as we know, loves a great tight end in the red zone.
0: With the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, i got to go with Edwards Elier, who uh, seems to have found his stride. I, I like Tyreek Hill as well. On the Tampa Bay team, I, I like Gronk here, and I like Ronald Jones.
1: I'm not so sold on Brady this week. Um. Yeah, I I would ask you why not? Why not Brady? I
0: he just you know I I just don't have a, a good feeling about him. I mean, especially right. with the Chiefs. You know, maybe he he steps it up for the Chiefs. I mean, you know, it just I just I don't know what it is about Brady this season. I mean, he's had yeah. some really great games. He's had some un, um Tom Brady like games. Right. And I just you know I I I just can't. Get it, get it in into my head that I would I would play him. But like I said, I, I like Gronk because they still have that good connection, and I like Ronald Jones. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I just can't can't buy Brady this week. All right. I mean, he's
1: All right. a sell. Well, I, I would say that one option, one way to look at this is that the Chiefs really haven't slowed anybody down themselves defensively. True. I mean, they score a lot of points, and you've got to throw the ball to keep up with them, or or a, a combination of running the ball, which the Buccaneers do well, as you mentioned. Uh, with Ronald Jones, and then you've got uh, Brady, who I didn't believe in earlier in the year, but he's to me come around and put up some spectacular games. And I think for that reason, they're going to have to score to keep up with the Chiefs, and that's why Brady and and some of the receivers he's got to me make sense along with Ronald Jones, and um, you know Edward Fuller going on the other side. The Chiefs, yeah, him and Tyreek Hill and you know, who don't they have that you might want to play and McCall Hardman and, and the rest, and obviously um, uh, Travis Kelsey. So there's some, um, you know, there's going to be good options to me on both sides of the ball here in terms of fantasy, in terms of who wins this game. Now we will really see are the Buccaneers really for real. And this is a game now with the Chiefs only having lost so far to the Raiders and nearly twice, but only once that did happen. Now can the Buccaneers be that team to kind of elevate themselves and get up into, are they really for real? Are they really not only a playoff team, but are they a Super Bowl contender? They look to be, but this would be the game that they have to step up and win to prove that.
0: So you're looking for Brady uh, due to volume more than anything else?
1: Well, I think that, yeah, I think they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. I think they're also going to have to, no one slowed their running game down. So they're going to have to continue to do that. They had Brady and any quarterback really. When you got a running game like that, is going to be effective off of play action. And uh, as you mentioned, that's where Rob Gronkowski shows up in the red zone and off of play action. So um, you know, I I think this is going to be a game I'm going to watch because I want to see are the Buccaneers have they really turned the corner like they look to have? You know, and this is a game again. We know that everybody knows the Chiefs are are a Super Bowl-caliber team, loaded. Well, if the Buccaneers are going to get into that conversation, this is a game that they have to win.
0: Bears and Packers, can you say rivalry? (laughs) Chicago comes off a bye. I like Robinson, but watch the injury wires on anyone else. Aside from the regular starters, I do like Robert Tanyan here at tight end. He's been solid, and uh, Rodgers, of course, is going to go to him. But I – tend to lean to the expert on the Bears team as you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, thank you. I, as I said before, I wish Taysom Hill could play two games this week. <laughs> in the second. And uh, we'll even take him after a game. So uh, I think uh, the Bears, as we all know, just offensively, they're a wreck right now. And I think it's had a negative effect, as it did last year, on what should be a Super Bowl caliber defense. Um, and I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers though, I mean, they'll carve anybody up. And, uh, even though they lost last week to the Colts, they still put up over 30 points and, um, you know, they're, a, they're a tough team. Like who are you going to, if you're playing defense against them, who are you going to take away? You can't double everybody. And even if you can, you're still not going to stop, uh, uh, Devontae, um, uh Adams yeah. and, and, and Aaron, uh, Jones. Oh. And so, you know, as you said, Robert Tanyan in the red zone all year long has been a great threat. And Rodgers himself can make some first downs and keep the chains moving with his legs. And um, I, I hate to say it, but they're at Green Bay, whether they're at Green Bay or in Chicago, I don't think it matters. I think the Packers win this game. And I think in fantasy football terms, uh, this team goes off, even though the Bears have shut down a lot of good offenses this year. I think the Packers will have a good game plan going in and and execute it well.
0: Seahawks and Eagles, I have four words. Get Metcalf the ball. (laughs) Even against the best, you got to target him. He's going to win his share of those battles. Otherwise, I do like Carlos Hyde in here, and I can't recommend uh, an Eagle player at all. This might be a game Wentz might show up for, but only because I'm likely going to cut him this week.
1: <laughs> well, this this might be a game. I wonder if in Philadelphia, if they're asking Doug Peterson, would you come back and play quarterback? That's true. Uh, <laughs> so I think, as you mentioned about uh, DK Metcalf, the only guy I think we've seen uh handle him or or give him fits would be Jalen Ramsey when they played the Rams. Right. Other than that, you're right. I mean, some of the routes he ran last week were like the releases off the line he had against Patrick Peterson, as good a cornerback as Patrick Peterson in as big and physical and athletic and can cut and move and defend and be physical. He could not even come close to stopping DK Metcalf. So you're right. And the Eagles have nobody like that in their secondary. Uh, so I would, I'm, and I'm sure Russell Wilson's got this thing figured out even better than we do. So, um, and I think, uh, you know, throwing the ball the Seahawks are really Russell Wilson and whoever he's got throwing the ball too. And obviously which makes guys, you know, like uh, Tyler Lockett, And, and some of the other guys they have to throw the ball to also big plays. David Moore, is it David Moore? Is that the, um, yes. Yes. So again, he's had some great games as well. So yeah, I, I don't, I'm like you, I'm kind of eagled out in terms of fantasy, you know, guys that uh, you have to select from. I don't think they're at this point in the season, not good fantasy plays, but the Seahawks still are.
0: There you have it. Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast, and now cast as well. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitch and Libsum, radio.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at kramerandbrill.com. That's the easiest way. Kramerandbrill.com right there at the bottom of your screen. Write it down. And don't forget about our brand new feature, Ask the Quarterback. Each week we select a fan who writes in to ask Eric a fantasy football-related question. We'll bring the fan on to the video podcast to ask ask that question directly. You could be that fan by simply emailing us at brillpro at gmail.com. That is brillpro at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.